the goat. What's up? What's up? We're back, back like hook crack, back in the flesh. Premier League weekend. What was it? Thirteen. Yeah, match day thirteen. Match day thirteen. Yeah, a lot happened. I'm gonna be real. I didn't see a lot of games. I was mainly saw the Arsenal Southampton game. I did see Chelsea Man U. Um, did not see a lot of games, so I'm going to have to lean on you, my friend, to break these down because, yeah, I think I only saw – I saw Nottingham Forest Liverpool. That was crazy. Um, Chelsea Man U, Arsenal Southampton, and I saw a little bit of West Ham Burnmouth. So, yeah, the rest I'm going to have to lean on you. I mailed you the picks or texted you – mailed you. <laughs> I sent you a postcard <laughs> with uh, my pick. With my nah, I text you the picks, you text me. So I don't honestly, I don't even remember half the picks I made. But yeah, we'll start with the Premier League. We'll talk a little Champions League, and then we'll be back later in the week to preview uh, this upcoming weekend. We won't miss this one like last time. I am free this weekend. But yeah, how was your weekend? What'd you do? Did you catch a lot of games? Did you pick up my slack? I hope so. Well, you turned the mic on. We're live. I just want to get it out there. Um, first off, <clears throat> Black Lives Matter. <laughs> Shout out to all the first responders. Shout out to all the policemen, the firefighters, the nurses, the doctors. <laughs> Shout out to all the people, first aid. Um, Jews have been attacked lately. Shout out to the Hebrews, to the Jews. All lives matter. Everyone matters. Love everyone. Shout out to Premier League. Ah, Brian. Brian, Brian, Brian. Where in the fuck is Liverpool right now? In the mud. What? That was embarrassing. Did yeah. you watch? You actually watched that, right? I actually you- I watched that one. Yeah, I saw. So I saw most of the game. I probably missed the first bit of it, but when I saw it was actually a competitive because I was I wasn't expecting it to be good. I had to drive make a two hour trip. Um, I ended up sitting passenger and watching the game in the car on my phone because I was like, "Holy fuck!" We both predicted. We didn't give our predictions. We gave them to each other. We did not right. give them to the public. So, but both of ours were wide margins, right? I think I picked four yeah. nothing. I think you picked three one or four one. I had five. So both one. of us were expecting a non-competitive game. Nottingham Forest, the worst team in the league, yeah. really have been unimpressive the whole season. Can't get it right. Um, and Liverpool was starting to hit form. Win over Man City. Played well against Arsenal. Smashed uh, Rangers. Looked like Liverpool was back, in my opinion. And in yours, too, I think, right? We agreed on that? Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck happened? Yeah. The The chances were created. Um, they should have scored. I think you can make a strong argument. I think I saw the XG was was pretty high up there. Um, well, I'll look it up just for – but, yeah, keep going. Yeah, so, so I, I really feel like – we all, the world thought, including their fans, there's no way they can tell me with all of the things that were going wrong with the club, 
The city win was a slap to we can do this. We we can now make a run. And yeah, you know, I I gave him sh- through shade by saying they're still ten points back. Um, but now after a, a a a game like that, I mean, fuck, man. And I think it's a good place to start because that's actually the game that you saw. You had a chance to watch. Which, by the way, it's roughly about yeah, yeah. It's roughly about a been a month since you've been engaged. How has your life fucking changed? <laughs> not much. Not much, we right? <laughs> no, not much at all. Not at all. Yeah. So I mean, it's more about happier. There's a ring on her finger, and we yeah. picked our venue this weekend. That's why I was busy. I had a lot to do this weekend. Dope. But this Dope. weekend, I'll be back um, sitting on the couch all weekend. I literally told my fiance because we've been busy. This weekend, I ain't doing a fucking thing. I'm watching. The six and one New York Giants. I'm watching Arsenal. I'm watching Premier League all weekend. I'll probably watch some other leagues. I'm literally watching TV all week. I'm watching Love Is Blind. Yes, shamefully, I watch that show on Netflix. You ever seen that? <laughs> Have you ever seen that you, show? Love Is Blind. Love Is Blind. No, I haven't seen that. Oh God, it's a fucking crazy ass show on Netflix. They literally go in pods where they can't see each other, but they have to get engaged within a month without seeing each other, just hearing each other's voices and speaking to, yeah, you, you should watch it. It's like, what? it's crappy reality TV, but it's very, very entertaining. Um, so yeah, I ain't doing shit this weekend. I will be fully locked in. Maybe we'll even do a reactionary pod if something crazy happens. Uh, I think if we were to do a reactionary pod, we probably would have did something after Liverpool and Nottingham Forest because that was very, very surprising. So let's get back to that. I pulled up the XG, mm-hmm. and uh, Liverpool had 2.13 XG. However, they lost the XG battle as well, because oh. Nottingham Forest had 2.36 XG, which, yeah, they, they played really, really well. They came in. They had good ta- – they set up tactically well. They were killing Liverpool on the break. Probably should have had that XG, two goals at least. But, yeah, they set up very well defensively. Henderson, Dean Henderson was was very very good, and it was a shocker, complete shocker. Um, Mohamed yeah. Salah once again invisible, didn't see him do a fucking thing at all, and you know he's been disappearing a lot, disappearing a lot, and with no Sadio Mane and Mohamed Salah playing the invisible man certain games, you know mm-hmm. that seems to be where the problem lies, and also defensively they just. Defensively, they don't show up. Fabinho, we have to talk about him because last season for me, it was Rodri, then it was Fabinho. And not only the two best defensive midfielders in the Premier League, probably in the world, you know, Casemiro was in that, of course, but two of the best in, 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 in the world. And Fabinho has been fucking terrible, like really, really bad. Doesn't look interested at all in playing. And that's causing a big problem. Thiago. He's always hurt that guy. Great, great midfielder, yeah. one of the best, world class, has has injury issues. And, you know, the problems keep popping up for Liverpool. Defensively, shaky, unengaged players. So so what's going on? And I'm ready, I'm almost ready to write them off the top four because the inconsistency doesn't seem like it's gonna stop. It seems like this is who they are this season, right? An yeah. inconsistent Liverpool. You can I catch them. You can catch them like Man City caught them. 
and it's the Liverpool of old, or you can catch them like Nottingham Forest caught them, and you're going to get a dub over them, and you're going to make them look sloppy as hell. I just think this is who they are this season. It's crazy. It's crazy to think that that's the case because you can really make a solidified argument that not only have they been second in the Prem, but but they've been a, a top five club in Europe. I'm looking Absolutely. at their schedule. Um, you know, Ajax tomorrow. Let's look at it. You have Leeds on Saturday. Um, and then you got Napoli November 1st, which you've been on the Napoli Napoli's train. not fucking playing. Yeah, you've been on that Napoli train, man. And they look fucking good. Getting a result um, with Roma over the weekend. I had a chance to see those highlights, which boring too. Um Oshimeni's an absolute beast. They're they're doing things over there with Napoli. But in regards to Liverpool, it's it's crazy to think that this is the case. But uh, you know what fixes this? Wilfred Zaha. Um, a change in really? the midfield. I, I, would, I say the I name because say. that's that's my hot take of the week. I want to I want to be on record to say that Wilfred Zaha is going to be a Liverpool red. And I'm, I'm going to say, I'm, go ahead. Sorry. I just think I just think that it's if you look at the transfer history for Liverpool recently under the Klopp era and where they've been successful, they have a trend of going in league because they're confident in guaranteeing that they know that they can play in the league, which makes sense. No problem there. Two plus two is four. Get it. But. Mm-hmm. I just think it 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 it's the scent of a Liverpool signing to me. And um they'll probably pay big money for him. Honestly. I mean, look at what Crystal Palace just did this weekend. Got slapped. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. It doesn't look like Palace can push for European places this year. Zaha's probably gonna want out. They Palace, he's a free agent. Palace might, you know, try to push for money. So I think he will be a January move. For sure. But, yeah, and, and we know Liverpool love wingers, but I think they need a midfielder bad, 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 bad. That, that Arthur Mello, you can't rely on him. He's already out for like four months. Can't count on him to come back. So you have to go get another midfielder. Um, I don't know who they'll get. Bellingham will be costy. I know that's who they want for sure. He's been on their radar for a year or two now. Yep. But, yeah, I think midfielder is more, more what they need. If they get another winger... Yeah, that'll be great, but they need to stop goals from going in the net, in my opinion. And it's breaking down in the midfield, big time. I mean, Nottingham Forest were just running through the midfield on the counter at points, and nobody was stopping them. Nobody was stopping them. And, yeah, it's a big problem. And, like I said, I'm almost I'm almost there to write off. They're one saving grace. Their, their schedule until the World Cup, pretty easy. I mean, they have – uh, Champion League's pretty much done. I mean, they they want to win the group, but I'm sure they don't care that much to win the group. They're already qua- they're pretty much already through to the the knockout re- rounds. Ajax, I'm sure they'll probably beat them, but it is on the road. Leeds at home, Tottenham away is probably their toughest game. But uh, we saw what Tottenham away was this weekend. <laughs> Newcastle just rolled them, and uh, Derby County in the Carabao Cup, and then Southampton at home. So their, their schedule into the World Cup is pretty damn easy. Uh, so 
that's the only thing that's making me not completely write them off because they can very easily win all these Premier League games going in, and then they'll still yeah. be there. They'll probably be sitting sixth or seventh. Right now they're eighth. So if they win those three games, which very, very possible is not the hardest schedule, um, they'll probably be sitting around sixth. So you can't technically write them off. But, um, yeah, it's it's looking dire for Liverpool. I'm sure they will do something in January. So, I, yeah, I, I'm right there. But are you writing them off or you're still keeping them in the top four conversation? Title's done. 100% title's done. Yes. I I don't I can't I can't disagree with the title being done. I think uh Pep said this, but O'Leary actually gave Pep the the more credit more than anything with it in regards to just basically saying it's a it's two it's a tale of two seasons, right? The second half is gonna be a completely different season because of the January, yep. January window and what the squads are gonna be looking like. But while that's still pretty accurate, you can't dismiss that you cannot really do too much damage to yourself right now. If it's too much inflicted damage, you're going to be out of the race. And I do think this, a draw, and I'm like, nah, but a, this loss? Nah, man. No, I, I think title yeah. done for sure. I don't think Arsenal, uh, City, um, or United are going to give them a chance to catch back up. United. I, I told you. I told you about them. Dude, you did. Yeah, you have been. I've been shitting on them all year. I we put up six against their ass, so I don't give a fuck. But yeah, they're they're good. <laughs> I gotta say it. They're yeah, good. They're looking pretty decent. But you can also say that mm, they slapped Tottenham, which is not really saying much. Like I said, there may be a new team coming in that top six, and Tottenham could find their way out of there pretty soon. That's another game that I actually didn't watch it, but I saw uh, the highlights and I saw uh, some highlights from expressions or as we call them, depressions. <laughs> Bitching and moaning about Almiron running all over them. But yeah, it should be interesting. So let's talk about these other games that I saw. Then I'll have to lean on you and you tell me what you saw. But yeah, uh, next one, Man U, Chelsea. This was a good game. Good game. Very good game. Uh, Man U, Pretty much dominated the first half. Um, Chelsea were really, really poor, but they changed up their tactics a little bit. And then Chelsea was really going at them in the second half. So, you know, both teams had their fair share amount of good play in the game. Yeah. But, you know, we got a penalty from McChicken in the 80th minute. Did you think that was a penalty or, or what? Deserved. I mean, Deserved. They, they call that every time, but it's just VAR is just so inconsistent. There was definitely more of a penalty in the Southampton game. Uh, that yep. was a way more rougher and didn't get called. Yet yep. McChicken, you know, barely touches. Was it Jorginho? Uh, I no, I forget who, he, who fell to the Jorginho ground. Jorginho took Mount. the penalty. But, yeah, it might yeah. have been Mount. But either way, eh, I'm not going to argue it. I think that's given a penalty. But if you're going to give that one – We'll talk about the one in the Arsenal game that was a fucking disgrace. But anyway, yeah, I thought it was a good game. And then Casemiro with the header uh, ties it up at one. And that's a nice win for Man U. You know, uh, they would have been pretty disappointed with that one new one nil loss with Jorginho's penalty. But, you know, that's a good draw. It's good for them to get something out of that. And they are right in the top four. As I predicted, uh, something just told me that they were going to be there. 
Uh, I like Ten Hag. I like how he's handling the Ronaldo situation. He's not fucking around. And, yeah, they're on 20 points. They have uh, 11 games played. So they have one less game than Tottenham, one less game than Newcastle, who are above them. But, yeah, they're right there. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're looking like a true top four, four contender. And I think they're getting better as the season goes on, which is a scary thing. So, um, yeah, Manu's right there. And then Chelsea, two draws this week. We didn't talk last week, but they drew at Brentford. And we didn't talk last week. Man, you slapped Tottenham. Um, so two points for Chelsea during the week, uh, four points for Man U. And what did you, did you watch the game? Yeah, 100%. Um, I was entertained by it, even though we didn't get majority of the action until probably like the 85th minute things started to really kind of pick up. Um, both teams were surely trying to go after it. Uh, I, I, was in, I was impressed um, with the tactics from both. Um, this is definitely not the same United, which I, I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe I'm reading too much into the just the opponent and how they play each other. Obviously, the Premier League's just so good with each team. It's it's about more of the matchups, like you've always said. But mm-hmm. I just feel like I don't know. I it it, it encourages me to think that City are going to slap Chelsea in a week or two when we have the next round of the Carabao Cup. Um, oh, which yeah, those tickets. Yeah, so that that'll be the actually the next time we see Chelsea, um, which is before okay. the World Cup. Um, but yeah, I, I really thought Ten Hags is is coaching them up. Um, I think saved by Casemiro, but I really thought that they created chances. Marcus Rashford, man, it's time we start asking some questions. Dude's not a finisher. Dude is not mm-hmm. a finisher, man. Nah, he's a page he, He's yeah, man, for sure. He's the perfect FIFA card in real life. Like, just send it up and let him go get it. And hopefully you can yeah. round the keeper because if he can miss that, I mean, God, dude, so many times I was like, surely, break. Surely, break. It wasn't just this game either. <laughs> he he missed two sitters in the um, the Tottenham game, two easy ones in the Tottenham game. And then there was the Europa the week before where he missed, I think, three, like literally right in front of the goal. So, yeah, his finishing is pretty abysmal. But, you yeah. know, his pace, he's, he's better on the wing. He's not a striker. If you're going to be a shitty finisher like that with good pace, put him on the wing, cause problems on the wing, and get Jaden Sancho the fuck out of there because the guy is completely useless. You, you have to put a striker down the middle, which they don't really have a striker right now, and that's kind of the problem. Ronaldo's being a bitch. Um, leaves the Tottenham game, walks out, which we didn't talk about, but that was a fucking ridiculous move by him. Team yeah. winning against Tottenham, team that's above them in the standings. It was a really good performance, good win for Man U, and he storms off the, the fucking pitch at Old Trafford. Ridiculous move. Like I said, I really rate how Ten Hag is handling that situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not putting up with it, which is the right move. It's kind of how Arteta handled Aubameyang, but yeah, I mean, it's time to cut ties with Ronaldo. And Rashford needs to be on the left wing. Absolutely. Get rid of Sancho, but they don't have yeah. a striker right now. So that's that's where the problem is. But, yeah, his, his finishing is invisible. And Sancho, don't know what he does, honestly. The guy, the guy you don't even notice him on the pitch when he's on there. I have no idea what he does. No, he's, he's – Jaden Sancho – 
I mean, I don't want to be that guy that just says because my manager says, but I'm sorry when Pep says it's okay that that guy can leave. There's a reason for it. You should ask more questions if you think you're getting a discount. I mean, there's a reason why PVP. And on top of that, look at yeah, look at the business. We still said, hey, deuces. Hey, real quick though, fifty percent on that next buy. Anybody, anybody, you sell them to, you know, we get a little cut. I mean, that's yeah. money, bro. We got paid off United getting him. It's just in shambles. It just speaks to the backwards, you know, shit that United have. I would say if if any United fan is listening. You need to be 100%. If, if You should be so good at waxing Eric Ten Hag's balls right now that when before he even asks anything, you should be able to provide it for him because you read his mind so well. You're just like, here you go, boss. I knew you were about to ask that. Whatever you need. That man is can write the ship. But something tells me him in the front office, at least I'm hoping for, him in the front office in a year or two are going to fuck around and he's like, I'm out of here. Because, I mean, they're not going to back him. They were fighting him in the summer. They were fighting him in the summer. You can't tell me Casemiro yeah. was a quality signing based on the evaluation for him. It just so happened to make frantic calls. It's not how, it's not how trans they complain about the the man the the glazers all they want but they do spend money i mean that is one thing they may not spend it wisely but hopefully they do wisen up for man u hopefully they don't for as an arsenal fan but yeah, i think it's tough to say that they won't back him because they do they do spend money they, he wanted anthony they spent 100 million on the guy he looks pretty good so i think they'll back him and you know this is why it's tough for Man U to really, really fall off because their owners yeah. spend money. As much as you bash them, they'll spend two fifty in and out of every transfer window. Period. Yeah. They have so much fucking revenue, and they barely have to spend their own money because the revenue is so high at Manchester United. It's, it's one of the biggest clubs. Yeah. We have to say it. We have to be real. Um, yeah. So yeah, you know they're always going to be spending money. But you know, for Chelsea, they they won today in the Champions League. I, I don't know. We were saying a couple weeks ago, is Chelsea back? For me, they're really going to have to fight to get in that top four because I'm seeing I'm seeing Arsenal, Man City. I think they're definitely going to be top four. Um, and then Man United sneaking up there. I think Tottenham is going to fall out. So there's, it's, it's going to be between Chelsea, Liverpool, Man United for those last two spots. And right now, I'd probably say Chelsea is going to sneak in because you know they'll spend money in January. But, you know, it's going to be a tough battle for those three and four spots. I think uh, I think Arsenal and Man City will lock up two of those top top four spots for sure. Newcastle would like to have a word, sir. Newcastle would like to have a word. Yeah, we can go to that game next. I didn't watch it, <laughs> but uh, you could tell me what happened. And I kind of got a gist of what happened. It was a slapping at White Hart Lane, an absolute slapping. And uh, I appreciated checking on checking on the score on my phone every every uh, twenty minutes or so and seeing that they were getting slapped and expressions was crying and man yeah so what happened in that game disgraceful uh, just fraudulent fraudulent activity I, if if you want a striker's morale and general thirst for goal scoring to die just send him to antonio conte that guy yeah. just sucks the life out of you 
I mean, I know it's sports Bible, and I know that it's transfer rumors, and sometimes they get it wrong. But there's a reason why this week Yuming Sun has been linked to other clubs like Real Madrid. There's just a reason I mean, for it. You can't you can't tell me that there's not a reason for it. Okay, um, there's not there there's. I keep up with the general news of the game. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm deep insider on Tottenham knowledge. But there's a reason why me, as a Man City fan, can actively, knowledgeably tell you right now that Yu Ming Sun has been, in the last few weeks, talking with family and, quote, discussing his future. I mean, (laughs) there's a reason to these things. And you're not a serious club if you're going to have your best players have a desire to leave based on exchanges or lack of just mentality and boost to performance from the from the manager. And it's not a language barrier because Romeo Lukaku is very much educated and he thrived with him over at Inter. Yeah. It's not a it's not a language thing. So I don't I, you're going to have your Harry Kane goals from afar, it's going to look okay or halfway decent at the end of the year. But that guy's going to cry for money. And Daniel Levy better give it to him or you got to pull out from this guy. I, I, Why would you back him? I, honestly, I, if, you're, if Harry Kane stays there, I've said this before, it's just how, how embarrassing would that would be for his career. I'm sorry. Yeah. Even if they nick a FA Cup somewhere, I mean, it's embarrassing. You could have went to other bigger clubs several times and you chose to stick it out. And you have the last three managers have came in and had you defend. You're supposed to be one of the best forwards in the world. And you've been spending 50 to 60, sometimes more than that percent of the game defending instead of doing what you're best at and, and having the team uh, uh, molded around you and what you're best at you're defending and hitting them on the counter half the game. I mean, Jesus, that's it. I just can't see it lasting there. I mean, Newcastle come in, 2-1, 2-1, didn't yep. seem like it was really in question that they would get the win at any point in that game. Oh. And, yeah, two two losses on the bounce. They have Sporting tomorrow in the Champions League at home. Then they have uh, – I was looking at their schedule. They have Burnmouth over the weekend. Uh, they should be able to do that, but that's a road game. And then they have Marseille on the road, and then they have Liverpool at home. So – We'll see what they're really going to be made out of because these are three games that are very losable for them. So yeah. will this go off the off the rails? Usually Antonio Conte, you have to say he'll he'll reel it back in, but you know there, there's got to you have to think that your club at some point when you're defending the whole game. I mean, let's be honest. They brought in Rich Arlison, who's 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 hurt. They brought mm-hmm. in. Uh, Kulu, who's hurt as well. But they still have Son and Kane. I mean, these guys are world-class. We can't deny it. We, we both hate Tottenham. We got to be real. These are world-class forwards. Uh, you don't get attention from Real Madrid unless you're freaking world-class. You don't get attention from Bayern Munich unless you're world-class. So we know these are two top, top forwards. And they're sitting here defending most of the game. And you can't tell me that at some point these players are going to get sick of this nonsense. No matter what his legacy is, Antonio Conte, he also has a legacy of wearing down teams. 
and management. Mm-hmm. That is his yep. legacy. And, you know, he's gone to different clubs. He's, he's, he's done this at Juventus. He's done this at other clubs. This is Tottenham, you know. You're not going to get that backing that you're going to get at Juventus. You're just not. I know they backed him a little bit, but, you know, everybody overrated that fucking transfer window. The, the prize of the transfer window was Richarlison. I'm sorry. That's not a fucking prize. The guy's got zero Premier League gold. So it's not a prize. I mean, Richar- Richarlison could have been lured by fucking 10 of the Premier League teams. It's not a prize. It's not a prize yeah. at all. So, you know, it's going to be very interesting to see how this goes. But, you know, you can't back them for top four. The, we said this. These, the, their style of play was going to sneak up on them, and they were going to start dropping points like crazy. And mm-hmm. they're starting to finally drop those points that they were getting. They were getting very, very fortunate results. Very fortunate results. And now they're yeah. stopping to get them. And they've played Man U, Arsenal, and they played, what was the other uh, big six team they played? Chelsea. Chelsea. They got a draw at Chelsea. That was pure luck. Two, two goals were, were fouls. Robbery. That was a robbery. Yeah. That was a robbery. Uh, and then Man United and Arsenal just completely dominated them. I, mm-hmm. I know they were road games, but that Man United game, was disgraceful. They looked like they weren't even trying. And then Newcastle comes into their own stadium and slaps them up. So, uh, you know, this isn't going to be an indictment on Tottenham. Well, it is, but we have to give props to Newcastle as well. They look like a threat. So, yeah, I, I'm just a few reactionary things about the game that I have noted. Just looking at the lineup, it's important to note that they started by they, Tottenham. They started with Sanchez and Lenglet at center back. Sensignon was put in at right wing back. And then Emerson got the start, which surprisingly, out of all of the players, he actually then played too bad. Um, Busuma and Bentacore. Which um, says it all, that he was the standout. Yeah, that he he actually didn't play too bad. He actually had moments where you were like, okay, well, he is talented. He can play. Um, Disgraceful in in the formational attack because, again, I hate to bear on this part, but it is your fault if you are attacking and putting certain players or – attacking a certain area or a weakness and when you get to that area you have a center back or a midfielder who can't shoot pulling the trigger that's part of your problem you need to change that and you kind of hit the nail on the head the the first goal uh jolington almiron and wilson played a hell of a game bruno was good uh Trippier was okay. Uh, he had a couple opportunities where I felt like he could have had some more development in the final third. But Callum Wilson's goal was just straight, like almost like a Gabby Jesus goal because his engine and his work rate, it didn't stop and the ball kind of came loose a little bit and he moved forward, uh, banged an uh, incidental contact. I find no other way to play it, but here in American sports, when we have basketball specifically, you know, you have this incidental contact concept where it's the balls in free play. Both players are making a ball, a, a go for it. They run into each other. I don't see how it can be called a foul for against either one. Um, if you argue to me that, well, it's on the keeper, sir, look at the fucking location. We're out of the box. Like, there's this isn't yeah. a location where the keeper has some sort of privileges and rights. He's become a midfielder at that point. So, like, right. where it's an open play, it's an open play ball. So, 
I feel like it's just a heady play by Callum Wilson, deserved in my opinion. Um, and yeah, uh, they're they're firing, man. Newcastle are getting yeah. results right now. Oh man, what the hell, man? Jack Grealish talked shit about him, and now he's on a he's on a rampage. I mean, Jack Jack, Jack, uh, Jack Grealish unleashed fucking Almiron, huh? Yeah, Jack, you, you know the actual quote, correct? Yeah, that's not a foul. I just watched it over. He was okay. out. He was out out of the box. Yeah. I was just looking at the Calvin Wilson goal because I didn't see it, but I heard it was a little controversial. But yeah, that's that was the right call, hundred um, yeah. percent. But yeah, what did Jack say? So Jack, during the celebration last year of the of winning the Prem, um, he was quoted as like telling he was like telling a story up there or something, and uh, they're just joking around. They're all fucking with each other at this point. They're all hammered drunk, and Bernardo even joked with them at some point. <laughs> Or Jack was just like, uh, right? What did you say? He was like, what did we needed to do to get the uh, get win the game? He's like, get Bernardo off. He was miles off of it. He was like drunk, but in front of the whole crowd with a mic, he told all of them. He, he's just like, we needed to get Mares off. He was playing like Almiron. <laughs> <laughs> just straight, just straight up said it. Yeah, straight up said it. Yeah, little fire. But yeah, Calum, uh, Sorry, Newcastle. Newcastle's looking good. Didn't we pick them both? Do we both pick them for the top six? So yeah, right? just to recap on some of the games that we've had so far, we did Liverpool and Forest. You had a 4-0 victory for Poole. I had a 5-1 victory. We're both fucked. We also yeah, touched yeah. on the United-Newcastle game. 2-1 United uh, is what you predicted. I had a 2-2 draw, and it ended in a 1-1 draw. So I got one point out of that. We did also do Spurs and Newcastle, which is what we're talking now. Uh, it was a 2-1 to one win for Newcastle. You had a 2-2 two, two draw, and I predicted a 2-1 win for Newcastle. So I got three points out of that. I got two bullseyes. Yeah, what were the goal scorers we picked? Oh, none of us got any of them. You had Martinelli. You had, you had uh, Tricky Ricky Martinelli, uh, Skamaka, and Firmino. Um, I had Jesus, Mount, and Alvarez. Yeah, and we'll just talk about Gabby Jesus because he's in a little gold drought, and we'll talk about the Arsenal game. 1-1, Arsenal-Southampton. Um, disappointing draw, but before we talk about the game, the ref in this game was absolutely <laughs> dreadful. Awful, awful. Um Besides that Jesus miss penalty, which was a clear penalty, the dude was rugby tackled in the box. I mean, it was absolutely disgraceful. There were some other calls that were embarrassing. Saka got a flopping yellow card mm-hmm. when he did not flop at all. He got kicked. It was clear as day. VAR was not used in any of these incidents. Uh, the center back for, for, for um, Southampton punched Gabby Jesus. Punched him in the back. Yeah, I can't stand that, dude. An absolute shit house clown. Punched Gabby Jesus in the back. No yellow card. He then gets a yellow card in the 80th minute for headbutting. That should have been his second yellow card, which would have been a red. But, you know, no VAR on either incident. No VAR in the box. No VAR on Saka's flop, which was disgraceful. Some of the worst officiating I've seen in a while. Really, really terrible. It is what it is. We should have won the game. We played bad in the second half. Like I said, 
our lack of depth is really starting to show. Uh, Eddie Nketiah, nice kid, not good enough to be our second striker. We need something no. different to offer to come off the bench. Uh, we're definitely missing Smith Rowe. So once we get past these next four games, I'll be happy to have him back after the World Cup because we definitely need him. Having him off the bench is a huge, huge weapon. He's a goal-scoring threat. He scored 10 goals last year, and I don't even think he played. He might have played 30 games. But, yeah, he's a huge goal-scoring threat that we just don't have off the bench right now. Yeah. In these games where people are getting leggy and they're getting tired playing three games a week, you know, you need something like Smith Rowe off the bench, and he will be a key, key factor in the second half. But we don't have him now. Um, I'm glad we got the point in the past. These are games where we usually get nothing out of them. The other team has scored like a late, late goal in the past and we get zero points and it's disappointing. So I'm glad we got a point because the refs were against us and we had no legs in the second half. Eddie and Ketia don't like him. Very, very worried about Vieira. It's starting to look like he, I mean, he's a little dude. He needs to bulk up because he gets pushed off the ball way too fucking easy. Way too fucking easy. And he literally came off the bench and did absolutely nothing but give the ball away in that second half. And that killed us. Absolutely killed us. And Gabby Jesus, he's in a drought at the moment. And his finishing, or his lack of finishing, is starting to come back and creep back in. Looked like he was going to be a different player, but he missed two sitters in this one. He missed a sitter in the Europa game midweek. And even in the, uh, what was it, Leeds. Leeds, he missed a wide-open net. So this is becoming a problem, and this is why I wanted someone like Skamaka as our second striker um, instead of Enkedia, someone to switch it up, someone more clinical that we can put on and get us a goal when we need, someone who's good in the air, someone who's a big body that can bang with a fucking piece of garbage like that was on Southampton, you know, because, you know, Gabby's strong, but he's, he's what, 5'8 at best? Yeah, I think he's shorter. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I mean, that's, I, that's what I saw from the weekend. Great goal from Jaka, though. I mean, he, he continues to to be probably one of our best players, which I'm all here for at this point. Yeah. I, you get the draw. Uh, um, we're, we're not on the back end of the year, so it's not a moment where you can really squeeze the cheeks and get too worried about it. No matter what yeah. happened, you weren't losing first place. You've developed a, at least a, what I call a two, at least a two game lead, right? Because you can't, you know, get all four points back in one game. So everything was safe going into the weekend, but unless you get for me from, for, if I were an Arsenal fan, I would have been like, if I lose this three nil, that's the only thing that would leave me losing sleep tonight. Losing would piss me the a fuck loss. off. Even a one, uh, yeah, a one nothing loss would have pissed me off too. Yeah, that that's my radar. I'm crying if we get slapped four nil. I'm pissed off if we lose. I'm content if we draw, and I'm giddy if we win. That's how I would be if I'm the Arsenal radar for that. Um, yeah. But taking the draw, you kind of ask yourself some of the things that you could have got more of. I thought about this during the game. Uh, what's stopping Mikel Arteta from pulling uh, Vieira aside and being like, during international break, you may, is he even going to be called up for Portugal? I don't think so, Probably is he? Not. I think he's on the B team or whatever, like the U23 team. 
he him and Bernardo Silva need to get a, get together in the off on the off season because he needs to really learn how to be a little guy and be able to still take on bodies in the prem because Bernardo yeah. has no problem with the size difference. No. Bernardo's yeah. agility and balance and his mobility to be able to move and, and knife through things and get out of scenarios, that's the thing that really caught my eye. If if, if Vieira can just learn how to get out of certain scenarios and get rid of it a little bit quicker, get out of the, 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 the drama before it comes, I just feel like he'll be a lot better off. But I, I'm, I'm, while I'm a little bit, you know, I'm content based on the radar I just gave you, um, I see. I still see the potential in Vieira. I'm still thinking Absolutely. by end of year. I I still think there's going to be plenty of times to see him be amazing. <clears throat> um, but I'm I'm scratching my head. I think you you hit the nail. You you hit it spot on with the backup to Asus. If if I go in knowing we signed a quality striker, Premier League proven, who's got an engine and a winning mentality, and if we know we're going into it a weakness, sometimes he goes absent in games. Then we need to, we also know from a weakness standpoint, we really kind of, I think that's maybe this is it to your answer as I just talk myself through it. Getting a backup striker in the same window that you get him kind of sends a message. What did he just sign up for? Didn't he come over to be the man? Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, uh, there was a link today with uh, Malinkovic Savage, which I absolutely love. I, saw that. I would love to get him in, but I, it's it's probably, I don't know, I don't I don't see it happening. I think Savage is not really going to come in and play the DM role. Yeah, he's more of doing going to do what Jaka does. He's perfect for that role because the guy scores and assists. And how can you bring in Savage and bench Jaka right now? I mean, it's good to have the competition, but. I would rather bring in a DM and another forward. Absolutely. We need a DM yeah. for sure. We yeah, know yeah, that yeah. having no parte completely changes our game. So we yeah. need that Danilo guy from Brazil to come in. And then we need a – I'll take a winger or a striker. We need one of the two, though, something to switch up, particularly yeah. a, a right winger because we don't have anybody to back up Saka at all, at all. So I would take one of those two. But, yeah, not having Smith Rowe is hurting us right now. Uh, we need the depth. And what I'm expecting, now this draw is a problem for me. We have, it's going to be a problem for me if we drop points in these next couple of games. We have Nottingham Forest at home this weekend. Oh, fuck. I know they played good, but that was at Nottingham Forest. They had the crowd backing yeah. them. That was just a big game. I expect us to beat Nottingham Forest at home. We have PSV Thursday away. We just need a draw out of that, and we get the number one spot in the group. And even if we do lose, it's not too big because we have Zurich next, and I think we can get a win out of that or a draw. That's all we would need. And, and that's then, at home too. Yeah, and that's at home. So I, I would expect that to be very easy for us. And then we have Chelsea away, which will be tough. Yeah. But we have owned Chelsea recently. Let's 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 be honest. And we have owned better Chelsea teams than what they have this year. So I expect at least a draw out of that one. So, you know, and then we have Wolves who who can't fucking score at all and continue not to score. I mean, yeah, right we'll have to talk that. about that. Yeah, that's that's a Carabao Cup. And like League I said Cup. last yeah, week, you're right, if, Cup, my if, bad. That, if I'm punting a competition, it's that one. I don't give a fuck For about sure. that cup at all. 
I'm punting for that sure. one. I'm rotating the, that whole game. If we lose, we lose. Who gives a fuck? Honestly. Uh, but yeah, we have to we have to prioritize Europa and Premier League right now, and then FA Cup in January. No doubt, no doubt. And I I don't want to take you too far from your train of thought, but eight a.m. for the Sunday November sixth game for Chelsea Arsenal. You gotta keep that. fucking me with these early games. First off, can you not? Do they not schedule it and change it? Arsenal's a top team now. Slide their ass to the to the highlight game. Last game yeah. of, the, of the weekend on Sunday, 8 a.m. No for sense. the Chelsea Arsenal. It's just shambles, Prem. Do better. God. Yeah, 8 a.m. for that. That was ridiculous. Uh, the Tottenham game was 7.30, North London Derby. It's the best derby in the Premier League, yeah. in my opinion. Um, I, I don't know. Don't even get me started on that. The Premier League scheduling is fucking atrocious. It's but silly. Yeah, I mean... Like I said, if if we draw again this weekend, then I'll be upset with this draw. But I'm expecting a win. I'm expecting at least a draw at Chelsea, but I think we can win that as well. And then a yeah. win at Wolves. So these next three games will judge how big of a deal this draw is. But, you know, we got a point out of it. It wasn't pretty from us, and the refs were definitely awful and favoring yeah. Southampton the whole game. So 100%. it is what it is. We move. We will play PSV midweek. Like I said, rotate that fucking game completely. I don't care. Play the whole fucking bench. If we lose that game, it's not that big a deal. We'll beat Zurich at home. Not that big a deal at all. So, yeah, rotate that game and be ready to get three points at Nottingham Forest and to score some goals and say, hey, we just hit a little blip in the season. These happen for every team, every team, and we're back. And I want a 3 nothing win this weekend, at least. But yeah, oh, yeah, let's go through the rest of these games. Uh, anything else to say on Arsenal, Southampton, or anything else? You know, no, I'll... just good. No, no, go, go. Uh, just predictions. Uh, you had a two, two nil Arsenal win. I had a three nil Arsenal win. So both of us got nothing out of that. Um, and then I think that's the only game that we've moved on from. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like I said, I didn't really watch, so you take the lead and go through the rest of the games. The only one I did yeah. watch, actually, we'll talk about this one, uh, West Ham versus uh, Burnmouth. Burnmouth. That I will handball that call. Yeah. That handball call that did not get called the handball was absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Absolutely I... ridiculous. I forget who it was, but he literally slapped it at the post with his hand. And because his it's hands Zuma. were in front of him, oh, no, it wasn't. Zuma scored. It was the, yeah, it was the right, other defender. Right. Slapped it at the post, bounced back, Zuma knocks it in. But because his hands were at his side, they would not call it a handball. It was one of the clearest handballs you ever see. He was literally playing volleyball. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what to make of that. We can go right into this game if you want to. I yeah. First off, I, I, got a, I got a three-pointer out of this one because of that fucking <laughs> call. I did. I did. I, I pricked it to 2-0. And shout out to VAR or the lack thereof. Just absolute moronic. I, I don't understand what the hell they're going into. I think you hit it. They just, it seems like it's a coin flip that, that they just go into games and they're like, well, uh, this one will just go with that one because the other one we didn't. Like, it's almost like a tally that they're going back and mm-hmm. forth. It makes no fucking sense. Um, you look at the lack of consistency with what, how Gabriel Jesus gets bear hugged. Um, how uh, later in the city game, McChicken, the bear hug breakdown there. I mean, 
makes changes, no calls or, or different calls into that situation. Um, there's a bad call in, in the city game, which it didn't make, mean anything at the end of it, but it's just silly. It's just really, really silly. Uh, West Ham, they needed it. They got it. And you can convince yourself that now they're heading upwards. That's what a team like that does. I don't really know their recent form. I know I put the top seven every week in the spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. Week to week. And West Ham has never made the fucking spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. It's the 13th week of the fucking league, man. They're and nowhere near it. They're 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 too just I think they're too back. I don't think they have the results. And honestly, I'm sliding Newcastle into that spot now. I just feel like yeah. West Ham are off of it. Um, even with this win, I still think there were moments where I'm like, they're going to fuck it up somehow. They're just going to fuck it up. Wasn't convincing really at all. Yeah, I'm trying to pull up their, their fixtures. So that they're, they're, they have Man U this weekend, which is going to be a very tough game. It's at Old Trafford. I expect them to get nothing out of that. They also uh, they have a game in hand over pretty much everybody in the league, and they're on 14 points, 10th place. So, yeah, I mean, honestly, the top seven super competitive this year, very competitive with Newcastle there. So yeah. I think it's going to be very, very difficult for them to get, like, that Europa League spot for seventh. Yeah. Very, very difficult. Um but we will see. We will see. So you predicted that one on the head. What did I predict for that one? One nothing? No, sir. You you fell. You fell for the West Ham slide. The three one West Ham win is what you predicted. Yeah, I thought they were gonna pick up form and really, really go all in. But at least I got the win. I'll take a point out of that. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, rest of the fixtures. Let me know which ones you saw. Otherwise we'll just roll through them. Um, Everton 3-0 over Crystal Palace. I saw highlights of it. Uh, Everton showed the fuck up. Yeah, Everton showed. Dude, did you see the play? Yeah, yeah. That was God. Good. It was, you know what it looked like? It looked like someone in training who's been training for months and was dying to get out there because he finally did. He literally put the put the ball past him like it like he was the little stand up dummy that they have in training. It was crazy how spot on it worked. Um, yeah, kind of good. Good to see him. I, I obviously don't like the roof for Everton, but I, I like the player to a certain degree, and I think he's talented. Um, still under or uh, from a career standpoint, I still think he's under uh, achieved based on what he's capable of but yeah yeah I, I was impressed with everton holy shit that's probably the standout win for him uh so far yeah definitely a good win i mean palace is always a problem they uh, get a clean sheet against them score three goals De- definitely an impressive win palace very inconsistent with their results very very inconsistent um yeah let's go to your game man city brighton how'd that go howland with a brace Break that one down for us. Uh, I think it was about the 12th minute when Pep realized that they were going man-to-man and literally squaring up with us. So he literally called the play during a water break and had uh, a run out for Holland. Um, Ederson with the dime. Uh, I'm a little disappointed in Ederson. And I think I sent you a text message with the rating so far for the year that is uh, goalkeepers in the Prem. Uh, Nick Pope is yeah. number one, breaking news. 
um, and Ederson is last. And yeah, wow. you can argue, well, not many people shoot against you guys and they're going to score, so less opportunities, but they still score. That's higher uh, percentages. I'm sorry, man. I think it's still a salty reminder of the Rodrigo goal last year in the real in the in the semifinal of Champions League. I felt like Eddie could have at least had a play on it, but he didn't. Um, I, I was disappointed with the goal that that Crystal Palace scored. Trussard is proven. Um, I'm, oh, I'm very very interested on where he goes, man. Trussard is so good. You said Crystal Palace, so I'm just correcting you. Oh, my bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, Trussard's a baller. Trussard's a baller. Uh, I, I was I was impressed with the approach that that Brighton manager had because he didn't give a fuck. He was going at it. Um, McAllister it. was good. Um, I was I was impressed with their overall uh, just general attack. Kevin had a, a stroke of brilliance. Pep called out uh, Kevin though after the game, pretty much saying he hasn't reached his peak yet. He knows what he needs to do. Um, yeah, I, I'm happy for the boys. I'm ha- I'm happy for the win. It felt good to kind of score goals again, although it did start off kind of shaky um, in those yeah. first couple minutes trying to get kind of get it going. Uh, so yeah, yeah, it's it's overall it, it wasn't anything to really kind of watch. You're not really gonna miss anything if you watch that game. If you've ever seen a city game, uh, I am severely disappointed in Real Real Mares and what we're having with him. Um, but that's a penalty today in the Champions League. We can talk about that game too. Um, I watched yeah. that one. I was watching that uh, at the end of the day today. Very uh, lethargic performance from City. Didn't look like they were really all into the game. Dortmund was pretty good. Defense for City was pretty shaky, man. Pretty shaky out the back. Uh, Ortega could be taking Ederson's spot. That's one thing you said in text messages. You think so? Well, here's the thing about Ortega. He's Bundesliga proven with the Dortmund matchup. There's a reason he played in that regard. I think if you look at how the lineup was – um, and some of the city fans have been scratching their head. I know we get cup games. I know he gets cup games, but we don't have cup games, and it's a it's a World Cup year, so it's really tricky. We got to get him some minutes. So I'm happy that he got the minutes. It made sense for this game, and it also made a little bit sense to where I'm telling you, city fans are kind of scratching our heads about that Trussard goal, where we've got to make better plays, man. We've got to for everything that we get as a sweeper keeper in the passing, we've got to remember the primary goal. And if we're going to have our defense, that's already shaky. Like you just noted in the Dortmund game, because I haven't seen a single, I've seen the, I saw the last 15 minutes. I literally saw from like the 75th minute on. So uh, I can't, you can speak better to what today was. If we're lethargic in offense, John Contello, by the way, has started every single fucking game of the year. The guy's going to need a break, and I'm warning you, that's knock on wood. That's my first scare right now for the World Cup. Something's going to happen to him. The guy's playing so many fucking minutes. Sergio Gomez had a red in, in Champions League, so he couldn't play. Um, but, yeah. What's I, uh, Cancelo's national team? Portugal. Portugal. Um, right. Yeah, so he's, he's going to play a shit, ton again, a shit ton for Portugal. He always does. Uh, so, sure. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for Ortega. I think I I don't know did he get the shots on goal did he did he make saves I wouldn't know but then the other thing was that did he start our offense correctly and I don't know because it was nil nil so it doesn't even seem like we got off to a good start it'll be good to kind of see the highlights I'll watch it um I'm I don't know man I know I, I am I I know I'm worried about Ederson because 
all of city Twitter is really scratching our heads to some of the performances where we should have got some clean sheets and we're not getting them. And those are going to be big at down the line. That's the important thing. So maybe our friend from AFT was right. Ederson in midfield. <laughs> I mean, if he's that, he's not fucking talented enough, man. That guy's on cocaine. That guy is just stupid. It's just stupid. It's he's so stupid. annoying. I watched that, that show today, Arsenal forever. Yeah, and he 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 tries too hard to be a contrarian. He really does. And then I just read the comments, and everybody can't fucking stand him. But uh, yeah, so next game, Aston Villa with no Stevie G, turning into yeah. prime Barcelona and winning four zero. <laughs> Unbelievable! They were just it was a party, and Stevie G was not invited. He yeah. was not invited, and. Uh, I told you I was very confused by his tactics, Stevie G. And it looked like the team was as well. And it looked like when they played with some freedom, judging from what I saw on the scoreline, they were a different team. And I'm telling you, Villa has talent. And uh, while we're on it, we can talk about their new manager, Unai Emery. That's right. Yeah, good evening. Uh, I'm not sure I really get the move for Emery. I, I mean... He's coming into the Premier League where he's going to, at best, probably finish seventh. Right? Where Villarreal, you played in the Champions League semifinal last year. And Champions League in La Liga is definitely attainable because it's not that competitive of a league after after Atletico, Real, and Barcelona. So, weird move for him. And not to mention one of his biggest problems at Arsenal was the guy doesn't speak good English at all. It's tough for him to communicate. Now he's back in the Premier League with that same issue. So I don't know if I really understand the signing, but yeah, let's just talk about four nothing against Brentford. Wow. This this is the this smells and reeks of ego overtakes decision making. I mm. mean, it smells like a like a Nick Saban to the New York Jets. And all of a sudden, no, this ain't gonna do it. I need to go, kind of thing. I, Could it's, be. It's not. It's not right. It's. It's. You hit the nail on the head. The, the span. The language thing is it was a problem for Arsenal. That for that's it. Villa spend, so he's gonna have financial backup. I mean, you kind of educated me more to where I had to do my own research and find that. Holy shit, they will back a club. They do got. They got. They got money over there, so they'll back money. it up for the right guy. And then you go ahead. It's a good roster. Yeah, it's a good roster. They're attacking. But, and then with the Villarreal success just recently, you're also a Spaniard. Stay home. What are you doing? Like, take care of it. You have everything that you need. But here it comes ego. And the money. I can't do it over there. I think I still can. Watch me do it over here with Villa. They'll back me. Doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I don't Game know was about the signing. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. 4 0. Impressive. Stevie G tax is gone. So, yeah. We will move on. Fulham to the seventh place team. Fulham. Wow. Very impressive. 3 2 victory yep. over Leeds. At Ellen Road, that's always a tough game going to Ellen Road, and they win 3-2. Shocking, shocking result. Um, and, yeah, they're sitting in seventh, which is hella impressive. 
Um, mm-hmm. I kind of thought they were going to start fading away, but no, they picked back up on form and yeah, Fulham, man. Shout out to them. I was, I was, I was impressed. Uh, Leeds, Willian scored. Uh. Um, <laughs> and I just didn't really. Leeds just can't seem to put it together. Bamford, no. I don't trust it. I called the missed penalty versus Arsenal. He just, he doesn't look like a guy who just oozes with confidence and abilities to yeah. finish in the final third. I don't see it. Um, I'm kind of sad for the Americans. You got leads. You got a couple leads fans right now with the recent uh, form that they're in calling for the mm-hmm. guy to be fired already. Um, I know of really? three. Yeah. A couple, couple uh, huge Twitch streamers, verified Twitch streamers that are out there like big time and do fan based stuff for leads sometimes with FIFA content will uh, straight up or just like, no. Nah, Get this man out of get this get this American bastard out of my club now. Um, yeah, didn't like just some really of the tactics. Inconsistent. Yeah, yeah, and you know, with with Bielsa, they they had an excuse, right? A little bit more of the lack of defense, a lack no of the ability to <laughs> to just. What'd you say? I said no defense. They didn't play any defense under Bielsa. Yeah, yeah they just didn't do anything. Um. I don't know if that's the same issue, but I think the both of us would be happy to see Jesse March coach the national team. So if you want to fire him, by all means, please, we got a job for him lined up. The moment we throw this fucking World Cup in shambles. Yeah, very worried about uh, Burhalter in the World Cup. Guys, bum. Uh, Next one. Lester, four. Wolves, zero. This one is hilarious because I looked at the XG for this one. And Wolves pretty much out XG'd him almost two to one. And yet yeah. Leicester wins four zero. Leicester was incredibly clinical. That goal from Tielemans was awesome. Amazing, oh amazing goal. What a great yeah. fucking goal. Uh, a lot of great goals. Leicester was super clinical here, as you can see by the Bobby XG. Bobby goal was incredible. Yep. And Wolves just continue to not be able to put the ball in the net. The one thing you got to do in soccer. Uh, it's a big problem for Wolves. So, yeah, uh, that's all, folks. You got anything else about that? Uh, they signed uh, Douglas Costa to try to be something for him, and I think he got one of his first starts or might have been the second or third. I don't know, but the guy's just god-awful. He is miles washed. off it. He's very washed. Um, not not all there. And you can tell also – from a spirit perspective, his demeanors change a lot more. I've seen him a lot more friendly with some of the opponents on the pitch. Like he was oh, even yeah. like cool smiling and like laughing with a couple of them like mid game. So in my yep. in my mind, I was just like, dude, in his prime, that tells me he knows nah. he's off of it because in his prime, he yep. would never have done some shit like that. Nah. Like that guy was a complete up. ass. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, shit, he was borderline Luis Suarez biting your shit. So pretty much, that guy was yeah, that guy was different. Um. Yeah, Wolves. <laughs> Disappointing. Can't score. Can't Both of us deserve to lose the week by five points if either of us predict a Wolves anything for one goal. Even if we say, I'll take the other I team. I predict one. one. Oops. <laughs> it's Did just I? crazy, man. No, you predicted. I got you right here. Hold on. Let me pull it up. Yeah, you I had a 1-1 draw. 
Yeah. You had a one-one draw. Look at my dumbass. I predicted two-two. Wow, unbelievable. Uh, what was the final tally for the week? Yeah, so the final tally of the week uh, was I had eight. I had the Newcastle West Ham perfect scores, and then I had uh, United Chelsea draw and the City win. Um, you had a one, two, three. It was an all, you, you were off of it this week, my guy. Uh, <laughs> but I had a little lead on you now, right? So now it's pretty yeah. even. Yeah, I think we're pretty close. So I was a plus five, <laughs> and ironically, I was down five. So we're literally even. Mm, big week for you. Big week. You needed that. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right, I'm bullshitting. Whoa. I'm bullshitting. No, no, no. You're up. You're up three. Okay. I was yeah. down okay. five. I was down five. Right. Yeah. Well, you pulled within reaching distance, so that's good. Mm-hmm. It's competitive uh, for sure. So we got Champions League tomorrow. We'll do the Premier League fixtures uh, on Thursday or Friday. We'll be able to do that this week, a late later in the week podcast. Um, but yeah, so let's look at these Champions League fixtures for the week. Anything else? Uh, you want to touch on? Did anything? Did we miss anything? Emery was pretty much the big story. We talked a little bit about Ronaldo being a little hoe. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> kind of the main point today is Real Madrid finally lost their first game of the fucking year, October twenty fifth. Go figure. Um, they're killing it. Uh, they're in good form. Um, you have a potential of La Liga. Canceling the season because of quote the Super League contractually and all of the La Liga and the La Liga contract has now been issued that it could go live again in the upcoming weeks. And now the other clubs in La Liga are basically trying to fight this again. So they're are arguing that it could lead to a suspension. Go good old Spain. Always somehow, some way with the fuckery. Yeah. Well, Spain is pushing for this uh, Super League because it's really just Real Madrid, Atletico, and Barcelona that are the big teams. And, you know, people are losing interest in that league. It's pretty boring when all things are considered. You know, those other teams suck. So, you know, they really want those big teams, Real, Barcelona, Atletico, the ones that have all the pull in La Liga. Let's be honest. They are La Liga. They want this yep. Super League because they want this this money that they see Premier League getting. Premier League's getting paid. They're throwing around billions in the transfer window. They want to be yep. in those conversations. So, um, you're, you're, I don't you're want the Super League. No, neither do I. And I 1,000% agree with you. Those are the teams that are the league. They make mm-hmm. up the ticket sales, the revenue. But the beauty of the sport is why we watch it because you don't say Villarreal in that list, and yet they went to the semifinals. So mm-hmm. we play for a reason, and we play these tournaments for a reason. Respect the teams while they don't bring in that much. They still have an opportunity. A lack of list. Hey, check this out. A City fan here. A lack of finances should not stop a team's eligibility, nor should it actually impede the rewards that they get. Well, you only bring in 50 million in sales, so you're only going to get 5% of the cut. You hear that, American sports? You you capitalist douchebags? That's the dumbest thing in the world. If you win it in your Villarreal, you should be getting that guap. That guap. 
Real Madrid got 128 million for just winning it. That's not yeah. even the revenue from the other games and making it that far. Right. It's incredible exactly. what you can get. So yeah, come on and, and enjoy those smaller clubs. Support the fact that you're gonna have the chance to watch Benfica slap the shit out of Madrid or whoever it is, and that's Juventus. the game. Yeah, Juventus. <laughs> I mean, come on, it's the <laughs> game, the man. They are. All right, let's just uh, do these little predictions for uh, for Champions League. Sorry. We had some games today. Really nothing really crazy happened. You guys had a draw yeah. against um, you guys had a draw against Dortmund. Uh, Juventus lost again, which isn't news because they keep losing in Champions League. They might fall out of Europa completely. And yeah. who else? Uh, Leipzig beat Real Madrid, like you said. So nothing too, to too crazy today. Chelsea over Salzburg. Um, nothing crazy. Yes, but- you put up a touchdown. Yes. Yeah. 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 That was nuts. Uh, PSG <laughs> seven over Maccabi Hafa. Goal scorers. I know Messi scored a couple. Messi and Bappe, Neymar. Yeah. They all. It was a goal party over there. Messi again. Uh, Mbappe yeah. with a brace. So Mbappe and Messi with a brace. Soler <laughs> got a goal. Yeah. It was a. It was a mess over there. Such a lagging. And that's the Champions League. But, yeah, let's look at these games tomorrow. There's some actually decent games. The big one tomorrow, Barcelona at home against Bayern. They need this game, Barcelona. <clears throat> I predicted about a week ago, it was my hot take, that Bayern was going to roll them and knock them out of the Champions League completely, and I'm sticking with that. Yeah, I think Barcelona's been disappointing. I think, you know, they when I watch them, they play well, but they the finishing, surprisingly, is not there. Even with Lewandowski and all them, Rafinha's been kind of a flop. If I'm being honest, for Barcelona, really hasn't done much. So I'm picking a, uh, I'm going with a, a, a three to one win for Bayern on the road. Ah oh, man, it's really hard to disagree with the concept of Bayern. I mean, I don't know if you got a chance to see it. I might send it to you after this. Uh, Thomas Muller pulled up in, in in Barcelona and they landed off the plane, and he pulled up a video and he's walking and he's just got it over his head and he's just walking with it and he's just like, hey. Hey, everybody say hi to Louis. Louis, we're coming. And he's like, literally, like Goretzka, uh, Loftus Cheek, all of those, like, those people are like in the background and they're just like, hey, hey. And one of them, like, I think it's uh, Musiala, was just like, yeah, we're coming. And like, everyone started laughing. Like, it's a joke between them, man. They know it's over. Um, yeah. Byron are going to shit on them. If I had to. I pr- hope it's a good game, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 3 3 1. I mean,. I'm good. I'm gonna go a little bit more fun because it's Champions League, right? I'm gonna go four to three Byron win. I think it's gonna be a fucking shootout because we had a little bit more of a a lack thereof in the first game, right? It was really close, and both teams were really still trying to like break through. Yeah, the first half was really, really quality of that Byron uh, Barcelona game, and then Byron broke through. Um, yeah, I'm kind of just like on this fuck Barcelona move. Uh, oh, yeah. in this fuck Barcelona mood. So, yeah, we'll see about that one. I'm looking forward to that one. And then uh, Tot- Tottenham at home against Sporting, who they lost to on the road. So does Tottenham pick it back up? Does Sporting, I think Sporting's going to get a draw out of this. I'm being honest. I think it's going to be a, a 1-1 draw. You think you think that's Sporting 1-0? No, 1-1 draw. 
a one-one draw. Yeah, I think I think Tottenham will be up for it, but I think it you know they'll just defend and get hit on the counter. One point and one-one it is. They're home. It's sporting. Yeah, eh, I I think I think they're gonna. I think they're going to get something comfortable. I think they're going to get 2-0. They have been shaky defensively. I would love to see Sporting Yeah, this do fucking something. Eric Dyer guy, man. Uh, he's he's great. Great, great. <sighs> Eric Dyer is a fucking B-Tech Harry Maguire. Let's fucking be honest about it. The dude, th- these fucking Tottenham fans overrated him. Just like they overrated this bum Perisic, who's already 10 games in the season and has no legs. The dude was ass against Manchester United. It was a legit zero out of ten performance. Legit, the guy did fuck all, and you know apparently he's better than Tyranny and Zinchenko. Fuck you. Yeah, no, you're spot on. You're spot on. They no Tottenham have been a disgrace. You can say it as a as a Tottenham fan if you wanted to be a negative Nancy or or just a liar to yourself. You could say no, no, no. That Newcastle loss that that was that was. That was a fluke, right? Go foul on Wilson and the Almiron was just a beautiful play. What do you expect for that? No, we'll, we'll, we'll come back. That United, I'm sorry, Conte was outmatched, outcoached. It was everything. That, that was so embarrassing. It was so embarrassing what he did to him. It made me realize 10 hacks for real. That's how embarrassing it was when I watched that shit. I was like, damn, this is a double a double loss for me because, well, a win and a loss because it's a win. I love to see Tottenham suck, especially with their fucking fan base and how much they bitch about money when their owner has it and doesn't spend it for because he doesn't want to, asshole. Blame your own fucking owner. But then it's also a loss because, I mean, United are good, and I have to admit that, and that sucks. Yeah, they're playing good. But yeah, none of these other Champions League games catch my eye. Any any for you? You don't got Liverpool Ajax? I I'll, I'll be tuning into it, but I think I think Liverpool's going to win comfortably. That Ajax team is not good. I've watched them a few times. They just yeah. they look like a, a a down Ajax team. So I think I think uh Pool will win co- comfortably. And yeah, nothing else besides that. I'll, I'll tune in to Napoli at some point because I'm expecting them to put up another touchdown. They've just been scoring goals like fucking crazy, dude. That's Their so attack good. is wild with Osman up there and uh, that that winger that everybody's going to be in for pretty soon. Yeah, no, Barcelona Byron will be on the laptop for sure. And then I've, I'll have to see something go crazy in some other game score wise for me to switch over. Um, yeah, I, I I definitely think uh, that would be the highlight. We do got some good games, and then obviously this weekend we're gonna have some quality games too. Yeah, now let me just take a peek at that uh, Premier League fixture list for the weekend. I know Man U West Ham stood out to me. Uh, um, Brighton Chelsea, Graham Potter's reunion that should be interesting. Mm-hmm. You guys mm-hmm. got Leicester, Liverpool has Leeds, Fulham Everton should be decent. Um, Newcastle Villa. Let's see if yep. uh, Emery can go to St. James and get a result. Yeah, so some interesting games, and we'll we'll catch up on that. Uh, we'll we'll exit this by saying fuck the Yankees. Absolutely <laughs> disgraceful performance. Swept in four games, and I'm hearing today that they are expecting uh, Cashman and Boone to be back. So yeah, really, really disgusted to the point where. I don't know if I can really participate in next season. Really don't. I'm just tired of the 
I'm tired of the bullshit. And the final straw for me was them showing highlights of the 04 collapse where the Red Sox came back to motivate the team to win, to show one of your franchise's most embarrassing moments in the dugout as motivation. It's completely gutless. It's completely tone deaf. And not only the fact that they did that, but the fact that they told the reporters that they did that as if it was some fucking great, great strategy that they had. And it makes it even more embarrassing that you got swept right after it. So, I mean, the franchise is a complete joke. The Yankee way is dead and it's not even a recognizable team for me. It really isn't. No, I I don't really have much to add to that. I'm disappointed in how they've performed. How I'm diff- I'm disappointed in the approach. I'm disappointed in the managerial approach. If the players, if the players fail under the circumstances that we put them in, but the circumstances that we put them in is to is leads to their potential success. I'm okay as a managerial thing, but the performances that we have, yes, I can be mad at Aaron Judge. I I saw some just. The the to the nonchalant Chicago Cubs fan, to the nonchalant Colorado Rockies fan, to the nonchalant Diamondbacks fan who looks at the Yankee fan base and is just like, "What are you guys bitching about?" I mean, you guys got to the ALCS. Like, I mean, yeah, your players didn't hit. You guys just want to go fire your manager and your GM because your players didn't hit and you got to the ALCS. I mean, come on. First off. You and your loserism is exactly why you're a Diamondbacks fan. If you're not even able to understand and comprehend the level of baseball that we expect, let alone what winning baseball is going to be for you and your own damn roster. This entire season has been approached with a, oh, it's going to cost us to go to Target and shop at the nice store for us to win the World Series. I think we can go to Walmart and get the discount deals. Let's go there. And we don't fucking do it. And we've been doing it for two to three to four years now. Now it's time to pony up the fucking money, take your ass to Whole Foods and Target, and go shop at all the nice expensive shit and get all the nice expensive shit like the fucking Yankees are supposed to be doing. We have the fucking title. I literally joked with my wife the other day while we were sitting there during this fucking tragedy of a fucking time as a Yankees fan. And I literally told her, I don't even, they tell us, our, 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 the, the haters of our fan base sit there and say, all you do is spend money. Yeah, okay. And right now I want to spend more. I don't care. I don't care if your owner is broke. It's not my fault. Don't hate me because your owner don't want to put money. And honestly, I hate to break it to you. Our owner is as broke as your owner right now because our guy wants a tax break too. Cashman, how needs to sell the team. Derek Jeter, our, our beloved Derek Jeter months ago when his number is, is getting retired. Thank you for your services, Derek. But he tells me in, in the not so Derek Jeter way, uh, uh, trust me, you should be clapping right now. I hear you, Derek. What have they done for us lately, Derek? Because remember what they had to do for you. Remember, I remember what they had to do surrounding your ass, calling your ass up in 96. I remember. George was down for it. Is how? I mean. It's it's an absolute disgrace. And for anybody that calls Yankee fans whiny, Cashman and all of them, 
Even Judge, he said it. It's championship or bust. That's the motto of the franchise. They say it as well. It's not a fan yeah. thing. They yeah. tell us that it's championship or bust. Well, guess what? It's been 13 years of bust. 13 fucking yep. years. And over. they're going backwards. It's arrogant, their approach. Their approach is fucking arrogant. I get analytics work, and it's the way. But there has to be a fucking feel for the game that we know Aaron Boone does not fucking have. Every single mm-hmm. game, his moves were mind-boggling. The rotation, the lineup being switched every game. Harrison Bader was putting the leadoff. He had a good game in the leadoff. Then the next game, they moved him out of the leadoff spot and had a new leadoff hitter. There's no consistency. Nothing makes fucking sense that they do. And they do it constantly. And they they, they laugh yeah. about it. And they think that they're better than everybody. Well, guess what? You're not. And you're going backwards. 2017, game seven with the Astros. You lose. Now, Then yeah. it was game six. Now you got swept in four games. And it wasn't even close. The Astros didn't even break a fucking sweat. And it's, and, yeah. and it's fucking embarrassing embarrassing the moves that were made this offseason were a joke i said it i gave the i gave the yankees an f of an offseason the donaldson move made no fucking sense to me bringing an ikf when you said it we're the yankees why are we playing analytics small ball we're, we're not the, the the tampa bay rays have to do that because their budget is 60 <laughs> fucking million so they have to maximize every dollar they spend yeah. Would have been nice to go get Bryce Harper in 2018, right? How's that working for the Phillies? Oh, they're in the World Series. Something we haven't done since 2018. Machado, we could have got him. We didn't. I mean, there was eight fucking free yeah, agents. There we'll was eight. Deals. Oh. Yeah, uh, fuck you. There was eight free agent shortstops on the market this year. Yet we take on $25 million of Josh Donaldson's contract at 36 years old. It was actually fifty million because it's two years. We take on fifty million to get Isaac Isaiah Kiner for Lefer, who's not even a fucking shortstop. And and when we quickly found out that we he wasn't good enough, you know, it's not like we had three top prospects that were shortstop in the minor league. You know, Houston Astros had no problem calling up Pena, and he was just the, the ALCS MVP. We had three top shortstops, so instead. Of saying, hey, you know what? This was a bad trade. Let's call up uh, Peraza. Let's call up Volpe. Instead of doing that, Cashman will not admit his mistake until an elimination game, game five of the of the Cleveland Indians uh, series, the ALDS. It's just nonstop bonehead decision after bonehead decision, and it's fucking frustrating. And if they bring back these two losers, I'm not paying for merch. I'm not paying for fucking uh, MLB package. I will look at the box score because the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. And that's what the Yankees are doing. They are fucking insane in the way they operate. And like I said, it's not even recognizable. No, we, we took on, and I'll add to your misery in regards to the Donaldson breakdown. We gave up a gold glove third baseman. Yeah, we gave up Gio Urshela, who, by the way, I absolutely fucking loved, loved Gio Urshela. Yeah, he was older. He was a gold fucking. He just he locked in that corner hitting. I thought he was a little bit lacking, but at times he could hit. I mean, he would have been a nice little. 
a hitter to have in, uh, in the lineup a couple times. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't have been minding him as opposed to if, if Gio Urshela was the problem to our lineup last year, imagine the comparison with Isaiah and I, IKF in the, in the fucking line. Dude, it's a travesty, man. I really, I actually have a theory. I'll go ahead and say it now. Um, I won't be surprised if this comes out later in, in defense of Brian Cashman. I'm not, I, yes, he's been wrong. Yes, he's an idiot. Yes, he's moronic. He should be fired. He's gone. But I, I think that he took on the Donaldson and the IKF package because he was going to sell it all. I think he was going to trade it all and get, and get some sort of youngster. But nothing that he got together was enough to pull the trigger. And you know what these deals are kind of done. They call around and they'll figure out, hey, all right, if I get you two first rounders, X, Y, and Z, will, you, will, will we get it? All right, cool. And he does it only for it to be a week or two later and things change. And Brian got caught trying to do too much at once. And there's no way you can tell me. There's no way you can tell me logically, even from a statistical and a metric standpoint, taking on that Donaldson deal was like they literally took it on for Donaldson to play this year. If just in that idea alone, it's a fireable offense. That's such a bad deal. It's the trigger for everything. It's a horrible trade. It's so obvious, Brian. Like, can we literally, we're going to have to go back and look at it. I mean, we'll have plenty of off-season to recap before the winter meetings. But I really want to break that deal down a little bit more because I just don't, you cannot tell me. There's not one analytical database or anyone that can tell me that deal was done without it knowing intentionally we're getting some of these pieces because we're going to go offload it for a player. That Olsen, someone, something that we were trying to do before the deadline or someone even before in the offseason. I think Cashman's a fucking arrogant idiot. And I think he was going to try to outsmart everybody. Look, I found this diamond in the rough, IKF, uh, instead of spending hundred million on Corey Seager or Carlos Correa. It, it's, it's a move he always does. He loves doing cute moves and finding bargain bin players. And like you said, we're the New York fucking Yankees. We don't have to operate like this. Go, you oh. want somebody, you go fucking put cash on the table and you get them. Enough of the yeah. fucking cute deals. Because Montas didn't work. IKF didn't work. Sonny Gray didn't work. All these fucking deals down and down the fucking line did not work. Did not fucking work. Yet yeah. Bryce Harper, who wanted to come to the Yankees, and you could have had him, and he could have been Begging. the franchise player right along with Aaron Judge, a left-handed yep. hitter in Yankee yep. Stadium, Bryce Harper, who's now balling in the playoffs and single-handedly took the, the Phillies to the World Series. You could have had him. But instead, you made a cute little trade for Stanton, and you clogged up the DH spot for 10 years. Makes no fucking sense. But I, I, honestly, I'm, I'm done with them. Uh, we'll end on a high note. Giants six and one. Keep on fucking rolling. Dayball the god. Dayball the god. And I told you, Daniel Jones, he's looking all right. He's looking all right with no weapons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well said. That's I mean, well said. he was great on Sunday. There was four drops. Four drops. Other than that, the guy did not place one pass wrong. Uh, if you get him a couple of receivers with Saquon in there. I think he could be pretty good. I'm starting to believe. I think Dayball is the quarterback whisperer. I really do. Uh, the guy's a legend. But, yeah, that's it. We'll come back uh, Thursday or Friday. Recap Europa, Champions League, 
and then predict the weekend out. But uh, anything else? No. Stoked for the Giants. Love it. I'm loving every bit of it. Um, we have a dilemma on our hands. Let's make no mistake about it. We have one franchise tag. Saquon's out of contract. Yeah. Daniel Jones is out of contract. We have that a, is dilemma. a dilemma. That is we a dilemma. have ourselves a fucking have dilemma. To address that. And yeah, that is a dilemma. I'm just gonna say Daniel Jones has played 45 games for us. And if you can't tell me by now if he's our starter or not, I don't think he's our starter. And I'm just gonna say there you okay. You can win a Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer as your quarterback, and you can also establish yourself as a team that can perennially be there year after year by getting yourselves a Patrick Mahomes or a Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Or it's hard you know. to get those guys, though. You know that's that's the other problem. Yeah. You're not you're not going to have a uh, you're going to have a high draft pick this year, a low draft pick. Sorry, it's yeah. going to be in the twenties yeah, yeah. most likely with the games we're winning. So how can you get one of those big fish with a 20th pick? It's going to be very, very tough to get. So, yeah, that's a dilemma. Let's just enjoy the football from now on. Six and one. Seahawks on the road. Tough game. But after that, we got like the Colts and the fucking Lions. So we could very easily be eight and two, nine and one in a couple weeks, which is very exciting. So let's enjoy that. Shout out to the Giants. And that's it. Episode 13, Premier Pep Talk Podcast, motherfuckers. Know your fucking role, bitches. Let's go. We out.